This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and I am so glad to be back for another week with the great Ryan Bailey in the studio. He's been in town the last couple weeks for a very exciting uh, launch schedule for his podcast with Betches. And so I had to catch him one more time before he flees back to the West Coast. Ryan, hello. Hello. I I only had to pay Dylan $200 to let me back on the show today, and I thought that was a steal. Yeah, Ryan uh, hit me up yesterday and he was like, Please let me talk about Tom Sandoval's podcast. <laughs> don't bring don't bring that up so early. I'm so <laughs> upset this morning. Yeah, uh, it's it's tough. So I I have not had a chance to listen to the first episode yet of uh, Everybody Loves Tom. Yeah. You know, I I look forward to it. I'm I'm sure I will be taking that plunge. What do you mean you, Dylan, he just put us out of a job. Yeah. We're done. I mean, this, we should, like, this is the last episode of Mention It All. It'll be the last episode of So Bad It's Good. What he does in 43 minutes' time is revolutionary. He cures cancer. He tells us all yeah. the dirt. He, no, I mean, how do you feel when you see somebody just a fly-by-night come in like this? <laughs> the thing with Tom Sandoval, you and I were talking about this yesterday after his announcement post, is that doing a podcast, in theory, is like a fun, great idea of like a brand extension. You can get some sponsors, make some money. It's, you know, you can get your point of view and your side of the story out there as much as you want. But for somebody like Tom Sandoval, it's like, do do you actually want to do this week in, week out? That, that's okay. Wait. In perpetuity or as long as, you know, until the wheels fall off. That's the thing. Like, okay, so like, I think you are the same. Like, I do. I love this. I love the form. I love podcasting. I love the communication. I love. I love so much about this. And that's the only thing that really bothers me because it's like, yeah, everybody can have a podcast. I tell the audience, all you need is a mic. Go do it. You know. But you have to commit. And for somebody like Tom, that's the only offensive thing I really think is. I don't think somebody like Tom, his heart is in this. In fact, I've talked with him in the past about even just guesting on podcasts, and that wasn't his favorite thing. So I sometimes just want people, like we say in The Bachelor, to be in it for the right reasons. Yeah. And with Sandoval, it almost seems like another, like, I need money now. Yeah, I think we've seen, we've been in the, like, podcast, uh, you know, These era podcast streets. long enough that it's like, we've seen a lot of people, and I'm I'm not talking about, like, people like you know you or i like po the podcast podcasters i'm talking about like bravo celebrities and people of that ilk who decide to start a podcast some of them go really well and some of them you don't hear much about after the first little publicity push and you know tom props to him he had some some pretty well produced promo videos that went up yesterday he's taken off his shirt and he's um you know being a little cheeky uh, 
I just don't know if this is what he wants or particularly what anybody else wants. And I'm curious what this is going to look like. Because the first episode, I'll just read the description. Like I said, I haven't had the pleasure of listening. I'm 10 minutes in. On the very first episode of Everybody Loves Tom, Tom talks life on the road with podcast producer and drummer of the most extras, Jason Bader. Right off the bat. So this guy that's in his band is a podcast producer. That's why this is happening. I'm assuming. Because yeah, I think he probably steered this <laughs> ship. Just like he does like, help hey, Tom out he's with like, hey, everything. Tom, hey, Tom, now that we're done with this sold out tour. <laughs> What's up, dude? Yeah. Should I do a podcast? Yeah, dude. Let's do it. Uh, he then welcomes his friend, celebrity jewelry designer, <laughs> Kyle Chan. Uh, just a name pulled from the depths of <laughs> Vanderpump lore that it's like, it's definitely going to be Nicolane next week. Nicolane is here. Kyle Kyle Chan designed this ring for Jax. No, it's, no, but see, this is interesting. This is to me so bad. It's good because uh, a lot of people will hate. Listen, uh -huh. a lot of people will. This will probably do very well initially. It'll, you know, can he do this? And does he want to do this for the long run? Yeah, you know, the, the long haul. So then, uh, Kyle Chan, they talk about Tom's break from drinking, what it's like at home with Ariana communication with Rachel and that infamous <laughs> fight at Kyle's party in San Francisco. First of all, it's like, I don't know. That's the season finale in season 11 that okay. we haven't seen yet. Sure. <laughs> communication with Rachel. It, it From all uh, other sources, aka Rachel on Bethany's podcast, doesn't seem like there's been much communication with Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, for example, uh, there's been none. Moving on. Like, yeah. it's going to just be one sentence. I sent her this text and she left me on red, dude. Dude, it just, I love her so much, dude. But I mean, what it's like at home with her, I think the whole thing is that for me to listen to somebody like Tom's podcast, I have to want so much of them in my ears, in my headspace, in my vicinity. And like with Tom, I, I would be really okay with zero. And I think at most I would want like... <laughs> Five percent. And so a 40 minute podcast is just it's a tough ask. Well, you know, already I will say this for I will say this. I listened to the first 10 minutes on the way over here and I already I already enjoyed it more than the Bethany podcast with Rachel. I was like because yeah. it was like Tom just it wasn't like unfiltered. It was just fun because it doesn't seem like there's a big agenda. And that was what was cracking me up. It was like, dude, thanks for thanks so much for having me. And it's like, Tom, you host the podcast. It's not Jason's podcast. The thing with the comparison between the Bethany and Rachel thing, it, it, it makes sense. The, the thing with that is that was so clearly like a publicity, like Bethany putting her agenda in there, putting her agenda into the Scandaval story, but also Rachel trying to do this, you know, shedding of the baggage and you know rebirth as rachel uh you know from arizona and you know maybe i don't want to be in the public eye but maybe i do because i want to do a podcast with mental health mistresses 101 i don't know <laughs> with tom it's like so that was like a moment whereas theoretically this is like a an ongoing project so i'm more interested to compare if and i i would say if and when but i really think it's more of an if rachel ever does her like yeah. the psychology of the mistress podcast. And by the way, I think there's like a 20% chance that will ever happen. Right. Like I think, yeah. it's, you know, at the time, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Anything like sounds like a good idea. It's just, do you have, you have the wherewithal to actually make it happen. And that's what with Tom and I'm not giving, I'm not patting him on the back, but a lot of these Bravo celebrities, you can, a lot of housewives, they're like barnacles. They just don't go away. Like Tom is refusing to go away. And I don't mean like you can't be on a show. You can't be on this, but he wants to be in our faces 24, 
24-7 because he's so afraid, I believe, to lose this attention because it truly is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get on any television show in Los Angeles. Well, yeah, his teaser that he edited together for the podcast was all these clips of The View and people uh, saying they hate Lost Culturistas and the Today Show and Adele, you know, talking about how much of a, you know, scumbag clown Tom Sandoval is. It's like he, you know, I'm sure there deep down there's a core of like, I hate that they don't like me, but at least they're saying my name. At least they're talking about me. They know who I am. And there is a point of difference between, you know, Rachel chose not to come back to Vanderpump Rules. She hasn't been super active on social media. She did that Bethany interview. That's pretty much the only time we've heard from her. Whereas, you know, Tom was out on tour. He just filmed a whole season of Vanderpump Rules. He's on, on special, special forces, forces. on he's, the masked singer. He's, uh, uh, wink, wink, probably <laughs> on the masked singer. Um, <laughs> if you, if you heard that, uh, that rendition of he's doing more than he's ever done in previous seasons of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. I mean, this is, you you can't argue now that this has also given him a platform, even though his platform, he is saying that it is the non-platform, that his voice has been taken away. This is why he's doing the podcast to tell his story. I think you have an interesting point, though, is that Rachel, for all intents and purposes, has gone away. She did go into therapy, uh, you know, intensive therapy, supposedly for two and a half months. Tom has not done any of that. In the first 10 minutes of his podcast, they do talk about that he hasn't drank since April, which is great. But Jason's like, you did that all by yourself, dude. No help at all. And I think that's the part that it's like, that's amazing. But what scares me is that like, maybe you should get some help, not even for alcohol, but just help in general. Look into this behavior instead of, and also the behavior of not wanting to not be on television. You need to be in front of us through yeah. all of this without looking into your own behavior. Well, as much as I don't like to diagnose people's problems, I don't think anybody was ever thinking that the issue issue with Tom Sandoval was that he would, had a drinking problem. It's like, it's like, yeah, like if I decided I wanted to, I could stop drinking since April all by myself. And like, maybe somebody would pat me on the back, but like, I didn't overcome any personal demon for that. I just like well, chose not to drink. That's what this podcast does or the first 10 minutes. And what I see him kind of doing is that he's trying to reframe the narrative right. that he is almost a hero for staying in this through all the hate. But it's like what all kind of fools us then is like, wait a sec, is he a hero? No, because it's all self-serving at the end of the day. He's not doing us any favors by staying in this. It's not like we needed this person to stay on our screens, go to visit and music venues it's all self-serving at the end of the day right and like obviously we haven't seen season 11 of the show yet but like there's other people still there that could have done a season without him it's not like he's propping up vanderpump rules you know. <laughs> well well that okay that is she one that's gotta go make her baby dinner that, that is one fact that he says in this and i'm not sure if this is true but he says that production said if he filmed with sheena on that last episode that they would let him go do the new season of winter house and then they did not let him do the new season of winter house even after he filmed with sheena well poor guy the the lord give it he is the true victim <laughs> dylan why are we not getting this Oh, God. Yeah. The the worst punishment in the world, not being allowed to go film Winter House. <laughs> Daddy, they took we, away my Winter House. We've got we've to get some perspective here. It's like, truly, Kim, there's people that are dying. <laughs> but it's easy to get lost. It's We're so in this vortex, this Vanderpump vortex. Like, what do you mean I don't get to hang out with people you don't remember from below deck? <laughs> Like, my friend Schwartz is there and you're letting him party with these people. <laughs> I made a drink last season. 
summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince cotton modal t-shirts. I love a black t-shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50% modal. It's lightweight. It's breathing. It has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot mention to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com mention. It'll be interesting to see how people receive this. And I think people genuinely are willing to forgive and forget. I just truly wonder if he is taking any kind of truly hard look at his own behavior. And at the end of the day, that's what why he did cheat on somebody that he supposedly loved over nine years for seven months, made a big production about lying about this on and off camera. I want, Those are the real answers that I would love. And the same thing with Rachel and the Bethany that Bethany never asked her about. Those mm-hmm. are the things I'm curious about. And I don't know if he's ever willing to take that truly hard look at himself. Yeah. I mean, maybe he will be after competing in Special Forces World's Toughest Test. He says that it was an amazing experience and he was so grateful for it. Well, I'm I'm happy for him. I probably won't be watching. But, you know. <laughs> I watched the first episode and it was really intense, but intense in a weird way. Like I started feeling bad for Tara Reid. I started feeling like Tom was like, I'm here to be punished, sir. And yeah, I want to take a beating. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's like it, that's in the commercial. It's like I had an affair. I want it, and I'm here because I want to take a beating. <laughs> Tyler Cameron is just like an incredibly good looking dude that you're just like, yeah, punish that guy. He doesn't deserve to be that good looking. Like I get upset at those kind of things, but it was good to see JoJo Siwa. Like she said, it was triggering from the dance mom days being right. yelled at by a drill sergeant. <laughs> I mean, we we are truly in the end days right now. Abby Lee Miller is uh, she's she's never never beating those allegations, <laughs> and not even the ones she went to prison for. Let's talk about Orange County. Woo! It's over. We did it. A season finale with a a reunion to come. I talked yesterday about the OC reunion looks that we got and this they're shooting on like a, a volume backdrop with the that's the, the same full, technology they used for the new the, batman movie with the gotham in the background on the building they literally was like we're inside the mandalorian for this <laughs> oc reunion i kept thinking don't you want because they project this big orange county background of the ocean i swear to god i want things like whales to like fly yes. up and no, like I'm angels like, i'm like this is the gateway to setting re like we need an I said an under the sea reunion theme, like Atlantis in the background, and like the outfits can be themed to the backdrop. Like it, yes, the the possibility, like set the mood, like it, like the, is does the sunset at like at the end of the 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 reunion? Probably, we should be we should be inside Gina's freak show. Wait, I like when Gina goes. Gina goes. That's where we live, and I'm like, not you, Gina, not you. It's yeah, like, it's like baby, that's that's just the beach. <laughs> It's like, you live on the beach now? Like Heather DeBro lives there. That's it. Heather, Where does Heather DeBro live? Uh, yeah, she's got three different places now. They bought the penthouse, and then they bought the, the LA house, and then they're in a rental in OC. A 5,000 square foot rental in the OC. But they're looking for their new OC dream home. She's like... It's so funny that she's like, well, you know, the kids are in school and Terry's practice is in the OC. So we have a lot of roots here. It's like, then why are you buying two houses in L.A.? Like, you know, what? so these shows and I, I really credit Housewives to this has ruined me on f money. Like, I, I have no personal wealth. I don't come from family wealth. I don't come like. But when I hear like fifty five million dollars that they sold the house for and Terry's like, that's not just F you money. That's like buying everybody that is in your family money. But then I'm like fifty five. That's not even that. like I'm like fifty five. That's not that big of a number. Like I'm now used to like like billionaires. And oh, I no, I do the same. I'm like, oh, like. You can spend fifty-five million dollars. Like that's not hard. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's. And I, I have two sticks to my name, and I'm like fifty-five. That's nothing, man. Like, I'm like, yeah, I go to Sweet Green for lunch every day, and then it's gone. <laughs> this is seven. This Starbucks was seven dollars. I didn't even hesitate. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's why. That's why millennials never own property. <laughs> you know, getting too busy getting your lattes every day. But you know who does know billionaires? Taylor Armstrong, apparently. Woo! Taylor, I mean, whoever served or overserved Taylor last night, she came like it's like she she checked in fully, but she checked in so hard and like in such a <laughs> in such a random direction that nobody was. I didn't even see that coming. It's the chicken soup, you know. <laughs> and she was just she had a little bit of a slur mouth. <laughs> she had a little bit of Meredith Marks mouth, and she just went for it. When you have like the lip square footage of Taylor. When you get a, when they get a little loose and slippery, yeah, it's the the consonants really just when she jammed right that out. whole ice cream. Like Taylor <laughs> eating food it could be a whole segment on this show, but she jammed the entire like part of the ice cream cone into her mouth. <laughs> and it, I'm not, it was it was just like holy crap! It's so funny because earlier in the season when they went to like the pier or whatever and they were eating hot dogs, yeah, and, and she stuff, said she, she wouldn't like, do it. She was like, 
She's like, that cotton candy thing, I will never live down. So now I'm super careful about how I eat food on camera. And then it's like, get a few drinks in her and just like <laughs> jamming an ice cream cone into her face. <laughs> no, it's, I, I do wonder in those cases if it's like, I hate to keep using, I don't watch sports, but I keep using sports analogies. Go Is it, it like a coach? Like, do the producers go off screen, go like, Taylor, we Taylor. really like, you haven't done a lot this season. We need you to jam something fully into your mouth and we need you to really go in on Heather DeBro tonight. Like, do they get them amped up of what they haven't done this season and what they potentially would love to see? I think lightly, yes. Like, I think there is an element of like, reminding people things that they maybe want to, that it's like, yeah. that it's like, so remember, like you're probably going to see Heather tonight. And like, you haven't had a chance to talk to her since, since that chicken soup thing. And that was so weird. <laughs> exactly. Left, exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, remember how weird it was that she left and didn't you think you? it's weird. Right. Right. Like, like you, you personally were very hurt by that. <laughs> No, I I think that's it, it exactly. Yeah. Because when you when somebody's going that hard, it's like must be so on their mind. And for Taylor to have done other scenes where it does not seem to be on her mind at all early in the season, I'm just like how did we get here this quickly? Yeah, it is it's funny in this episode there is kind of all of a sudden this narrative of all season long Heather has not paid a lick of attention to Jen and Taylor and it's like is that something that Jen and Taylor have cared about until yeah. today. They both came at Heather last night of like, you didn't give me enough attention this season, pretty much. Right. It's like, I mean, Heather was in Taylor's house talking about IMDB. Like, I don't. <laughs> this is what I love about Housewives, though. It actually turns you into defending somebody like Heather DeBro. Like, I've never been the wildest Heather DeBro fan, but I have to say, after last night in this season, I don't get it. Like, what am I not seeing? And this is what the show is great is, is that you can win the show like in the moment. Like, Tamara probably left there going like, wow, I rule the roost. But then the audience gets a hold of it and goes, wait a sec, you guys are all teaming up on Heather. I don't agree with that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. After in Heather's words, she got dog fucked in Mexico for five, <laughs> for five days. I, wait, Heather DeBro saying dog fucked was truly, <laughs> that was not, hey, that's the, that's the, the, the verbiage 55 million buys you dog fucking. I, yeah, it's, it's dog fuck you money. Um, I, <laughs> I do feel like watching, I feel like this episode, they did a good job of kind of piecing together the narrative that we've been seeing over the course of the season, where Heather kind of lays out how Tamara has somewhat systematically worked to kind of dismantle some of her relationships within the group, that she's kind of sowing these seeds with Shannon and with Emily and with Gina about, you know, I think Heather said this thing and then Heather said this other thing and Heather called you a loser and Heather was talking about your relationship and, oh, didn't Heather also make a comment about this? And then it feels like there's a moment this episode where it sort of clicks for Heather that it's like, oh, it was was Tamara. It was Tamara all along. And... I do think that the clip that they play a couple times from the two T's in a pod cast yeah. is pretty interesting because Tamara's big allegation is that Heather called Gina and Emily losers. And then Teddy on the podcast is like, Tamara, what was that thing you said about how your cast was all losers? <laughs> and I feel like Tamara kind of just acts like that. Doesn't exist. Skates right past it. And it's like, but Heather is still a bitch. And it's like, perhaps yes, but also you you said this. Yeah, that, that's what's frustrating is that like, I, I hope it's like we can't agree on just 
right and wrong, yes or no, this thing happened, this thing didn't. Like, Tamara just will, like, speed past it. And then last night, we saw her, like, jumping from table to table trying to, like, warn people that, like, oh, Heather's Heather's out to get me, Heather's out to get me, almost panicking. And that really actually wasn't happening. But Tamara, like, there is so much audio proof, visual proof, every kind of proof that Tamara just talks shit. It's what she loves to do, it's what she's good at, and none of these ladies seem to buy it. And then when they do, like, Emily last night, it, I was so befuddled by this, the fact that she was like, well, Tamara at least apologized for it. Heather didn't. I'm like, wait, they both called you a loser and you accept that Tamara called you a loser because at the end of the day, she apologized. What about nobody calling you a loser, Emily? Isn't that what we're going for? <laughs> it's like, I, Emily, I want you to want better for yourself. Yes. Like, you have, it's like there's one person where there's now no evidence that she called you a loser. And there's another person who we know for a fact did, but she happened to say sorry. It's like, why are you camping out for an apology from the person who probably didn't say it? And I, then Gina, I mean, for, and then Gina, Gina throws this party, which looked like a very nice party. But at the same time, I was like, where, where, where are we getting the money for this party? This whole thing, like you, you, you talk about struggles with finances. You talk about this. This party looked like a very nice party. That That's what, then I was thinking about that. And then she's still going in on Heather and Heather is never really, said anything bad about Gina and that confused me as well and I just don't feel like we resolved anything in terms of the correct way that these ladies should be feeling for each other I feel like we got a little bit I feel like Gina maybe is a little bit less heated on Heather now because maybe she feels like I think the the podcast clip if nothing else I think it softened Gina to Heather and maybe made her a little more suspicious of Tamara I just wish that they had called that out that night. Yeah. Because Tamara's there like doing her actual dance, like dressed up like Pennywise the Clown, which very scary makeup, very yes. good scary makeup. Yes. But I just feel like she ruled this season. I mean, for all, I mean, she came back, she ruled it. I'm so curious what the reunion is like with her because she defaults to just screaming. She defaults to that Tamara, you know. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Yeah. I think maybe if this party had been like, a sit down dinner with just the cast, there would have been a little bit more of like putting it all out there and kind of, you know, like coming to some understanding. Whereas instead it's this chaotic party where everybody's running around. Like there's a lot of like Emily grabbing Heather and Gina grabbing Heather and Tamara grabbing, grabbing. Can I pull you? Like, Can I pull like, you? Taylor needs to talk to Heather, but then it's like, there's a lot of, you know, sort of like, can I grab you for a sec energy? And then the ball kind of is like, you can't quite figure out who like is really carrying it yeah. at any point. And I think that's like exciting to watch in a way, but then also because it's the season finale, it's like, Oh wait, it just ended. And like, I don't actually know if anybody is on good terms with anybody. Else. Yeah. I also like, I wish there was like a, a dedicated husband boyfriend cam in the bottom right hand yeah. of the screen, because you can just see the guys just like glaze over when they start fighting or like Terry walks away or I'm like, I want eyes on Travis. <laughs> yeah. Travis really never has a facial reaction for anything. I love that man. <laughs> I love him because he seems like a solid guy. Yeah. And he, he seems, and I mean, this as a compliment. He doesn't pop on camera and that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. And that's the, that's the thing. I have never once been like, oh, like Gina and Travis. That's not sure how that's going. Whereas every single time John Jansen pops on the screen when Shannon's like, you know, ne next year, all my girls are going to be gone <laughs> and I am going to be devastated. And yeah, I want to make sure that my relationship with John is good. 
so that I'll be okay. And it's like, it's sad to think about, but also it's just like, girl, it's not, it's not going to be good. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that is interesting too, to watch this finale, knowing what we know now of even this last couple of weeks in regards to Shannon. But I mean, so many of them have had changes since this, this finale. And that I was wondering if they were going to do that on the postscript yeah. is that, you know, are they going to mention that Shannon ran into a house? Are they going to mention that, you know, they mentioned her and John broke up, but you know, it's like the Kyle meme from Beverly Hills. We were all so happy that day. You know, I mean, we were all so messed up at Gina's party, but this is yet to come. That it's cameras like, are not there. It's like Taylor was also wasted that day. <laughs> <laughs> Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin and D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. It does feel like this season, there was a lot of movement in this last episode, but not, not necessarily toward a point of closure, which is fine. I mean, I don't, I don't need everything to be wrapped up in a bow. And that makes me, if anything, more intrigued to see the reunion energy because also the reunion teaser that they put out is like 40 seconds of jump cuts of... And then it just ends mysteriously. Yelling, each person yelling. So there's not really any... The preview for the reunion has basically no plot 
But you know what? That, mean, that means nothing to me because I remember seeing the OC trailer and I wasn't really excited about the OC trailer this season. And then it turned out to be a good season. So I don't really put a lot of stock into that. Yeah. And sometimes if it's so good, I almost think that's a detriment. Like, what are they trying to sell us here? It was interesting. The one thing that I kind of had a takeaway from the reunion trailer is when Andy's like, we invited Ryan to come. And I'm like, did he show up? Yeah. But also, there? wait. Yeah, why wouldn't you invite Ryan? Like they're together. We we've had husbands, boyfriends on the show at all. Like, right, well, like cool. we, yeah, we've had to see so many of his outfits on the show. I it's only fair that we get to see what he picks out for the reunion. It would only be fair to see the flaccid dick pick pick. Like that's what it was. It would only if they. I mean, not the actual. You know, you that's can blur it out. That's but, a peacock exclusive. <laughs> yeah, never before seen. The <laughs> extended cut, extended yeah. and uncensored. <laughs> exactly. No, but it's like you have a whole storyline about it. What's the actual photo? Let me see. You can blur it out. But let me see the writing before it. Like the, the mise en scène. Like the yeah. the mise en place. Yeah, the, <laughs> the picture. I want to see the presentation. I want to see because it says, didn't it say it was like my penis is lonely without you? That was like <laughs> no, I'm not making this up. That was I what know, it was said. That's, that's but that makes it worse that you're not making it up. <laughs> I do. There is something about seeing the scenes of Jen and Ryan that just kind of like it like tickles me in some way that I just like I really enjoy seeing their weird ass home dynamic where it's like Jen's like babe like the spaghetti casserole's ready and she's like she's like spaghetti casserole is what you make when you can't really cook like I basically just do taco salad spaghetti chili and then we're back on the rotation I'm like I I love this for you I do love it and I think it's interesting when, to when watch was the last time that Heather Dubrow ate a spaghetti casserole Oh, I mean, I mean, probably if she was invited over to Jen's house for any kind of meal. She'd be like, this is lovely. Thank you. <laughs> I am loving this. I am salt of the earth. That would be like a, I love this for you. <laughs> this is so cute. <laughs> Terry and Heather are so interesting, though, because... I truly believe they are how they come off on camera, but there's that 5% chance that they're not. And they, they, they like, when cameras are off, like, what, what, what are we doing today, Toots? How are we, how are we making that bread today? Like, I would love to see when cameras are off, nobody's around, how they talk about people, how they, like, do they laugh at people that are less fortunate than them? I want to know if they truly are how they present themselves. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see at the reunion and beyond because the last few weeks of the show, Heather has really had this energy where she seems to be kind of at the end of her rope in terms of dealing with all of this and with these people and with the things that they're saying about her. And I feel like we've sort of seen her in this place before a little bit, but she does she is in that position of seemingly really not needing to be on the show. Yeah, what, what's in it for her at this point? she doesn't want to. So that does kind of always make me wonder. It's like, I almost am like, Tamara, don't push her too far because she'll just leave. And Tamara said on Watch What Happens Live a couple weeks ago, we need her. You so, were there. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, she, yeah, that's exactly it. Is that they, and Tamara needs her because she, Tamara thinks now they're on like two sides of the same coin, Joker and Batman. They potentially need each other. And Tamara sees that because she's producing herself at times. But I think if I was Heather, I would really weigh the pros and cons. It's not like before Meryl Streep won her third Oscar, she did a season of Housewives and that's got, that's, that got her back into the acting game. Like how really, like, is this really getting Heather Dubrow back out there in terms of wanting to be an actor, which was her storyline this season? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the Heather Dubrow storyline machine is, I think, you know, not necessarily, uh, <laughs> 
rooted in reality. Well, I love that she had Mark Cuban on, and I just don't even like. I, are you one of those people that sees Mark Cuban and goes, "Wow, Mark Cuban, this is amazing"? Uh, no, I think that demographic is probably more like my mom. Not my, not like my no. mom wouldn't care, <laughs> but like women like my mom. <laughs> I I just wonder how much that even because I see that and I'm like, oh god, we gotta like I like Mark Cuban a lot. I love Shark Tank, but I'm like. Oh God, we got to sit through this. Like, let's get back to the talking between the ladies. Right. Like Mark Cuban making an appearance on OC is not like a a gag worthy moment. Yeah. I'm I'm like, no, they got Mark Cuban. I don't have any feeling for that at all. In fact, I'm one of those people that when they start doing like exercise in pools and like slip and slides, I don't even care. Like I want just the women talking. Like you could just be on a couch for an entire episode. Yeah. I no, I agree. And I think, you know, that's why like. Just like, I love like a good dinner, a, a messy ass dinner party. Just wait, just why wasn't Vicky? Vicky? I, okay. I was just thinking about that as, as you were talking about like it, Heather staying and going, I feel like this, it felt like the Mexico trip was maybe setting up Vicky for kind of like a return narrative. And then, I mean, I don't, I guess Gina wouldn't have invited her to her Halloween party because Vicky doesn't like mess with Gina. Yeah. <laughs> like like it, Gina's invisible to Vicky, but I don't, yeah, I, I'm curious who stays and who go, who goes, if it's the entire same cast. And a lot of people are saying, well, Gina, you know, we're always wrong. Anyways, Gina was on the chopping block, but now that the Shannon Bedore thing happened that they potentially need Gina. So Gina can confront Shannon on camera because of the comments about CPS. Yeah. I don't know when I think about casting for next season, obviously there could be new people out there that we have never met before, but I don't, I don't really have any qualms with this cast. Like there's nobody that I think didn't pull their weight this season. There's nobody that I'm yeah really soft on. I'm like, Everything kind of worked for me. Yeah. I, I have no, I think there's been enough casting issues in OC the last few seasons that I'm like, no, we, we found something that works. You yeah. can, you can keep it. Yeah. Compared to the last two seasons before this, this has been hands down way better. I mean, I thought last night was a little disjointed in terms of just, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but I kind of was like, okay, good. It's over. Not in yeah. a negative way, but like, who we got through another season. Well, I think if everybody comes back next season, like we're going to have to get past the point of like. Heather and Jen seeming like they've never had a conversation and you know, it, it's going to have to feel a little bit more like some kind of, I don't but just think about it. We're going to confront group, Shannon Bedore's actual issues on this show next season. If she comes back, because now these are documented issues, yeah. not just with John, but also potential alcohol uh, abuse. And that's going to be really intense because all of these women have been around it. All of these women have commented on it on camera. And now there's actual proof away from cameras. And I think that's going to be a really intense season to watch. That's a good point. Seeing Shannon in that position would really be a different dynamic than we've kind because we've seen her like going through it, but never in a in a way that's always like related to something in her personal life or related to her friends being you know, bitches to her. It's not usually like something really. Dr. Moon is going to ream her like this. Dr. Moon and Dr. Tim. Now. Dr. Tim. Yes. I love that. Emily goes, Oh, what kind of doctor? You goes chiropractor. <laughs> I've been working. I've been doing intense <laughs> sessions with my doctor. It's a chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's like, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? But, but Emily like shed 50 pounds. Like, I mean, so we're going to see that into this next season. I mean, all this Tamara stuff that the audience has pointed out, because that's the one thing these housewives do pay attention to is what the audience says. We now see that all the time. Like they listen to the podcast. They listen to this. And so it'll be interesting to see which of these ladies have paid really close attention to all of the discourse around Tamara yeah. and how she well, interacts. Also, you know, Tamara is there's nobody who's has their finger on the pulse more than Tamara when it comes to housewives. And I think, you know, this season, like you were saying, it, Tamara probably left that party feeling like, oh, yeah, like I came out on top. But watching it, I think a lot of people are going to feel like Heather was kind of right in at least a certain amount of the, you know. Yeah. A certain but percentage. it's interesting with Tamara because she's such a... Uh she does have such a big place in terms of housewives. It's one of those interesting things is that she can be completely wrong and we know she's full of it, but she's still celebrated on this mm -hmm. show. And I think that's a really great place for her to still be. And for us as an audience to start maybe not wanting to completely vilify these people to where we need them yeah. off the show. Yeah. I think the question though is if, if Tamara feels like she's watching the show and people are siding with Heather, does she next season cozy up to Heather or does she go, you know, sharpen her knives in the off season and be like, okay, this is my, I got to fight the boss again. Like, I like that. It's like in the off season, I always like to picture him training like Rocky, yeah. you know, like, da -da -da, you know, just like going up you a hill get into the like Pokemon gym or whatever. And like work up your never <laughs> teacher Pokemon, teaching them like yeah. serves, like <laughs> tell me what you think I look like, you know, Tamara's got to like level up her attackers. <laughs> I mean, it'll be interesting. And then we have BravoCon coming up. So it'll be interesting to see those ladies interact there. That's true. God, I, I'm really excited for Taylor and Jen at BravoCon. Like, I love that for them. <laughs> I remember last BravoCon, I was watching Tamara work a room at the top of the Gansvort. And <laughs> she was like talking to like Heather and uh, Terry. But like, I remember it was her and Freddie Mellencamp and they were like going around the room. And I was like, why? And you could just tell they were collecting information. Well, I didn't realize, I guess I just, this season of OC has kind of existed out of time and space for me. But when Gina was like, we're having a Halloween party. I'm like, wait, it's, it's Halloween. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I'm thinking it's like December. Well, because they already talked about BravoCon and BravoCon was in November. BravoCon right? was in October last year. Oh, so I think they must have finished filming like two weeks after BravoCon. Yeah. Because they did have cameras still going. Like I thought when they did that panel at BravoCon, it had been done. Filming was done. Yeah. But so then they kept going. I think maybe they did BravoCon and then went to Mexico and then had one more episode, maybe. I don't know. It's always, it is always funny at BravoCon to like try and suss out exactly where each cast is in the cycle. It, you would drive yourself crazy too. <laughs> it's like the timelines, like they don't, they don't match up. How are we doing this? Well, it's like, wait, like I sense tension, but I haven't seen the tension develop yet. And then with BravoCon with like, cause they're not even letting the Salt Lake ladies do a panel because they don't want to uh, interfere with the reunion. <sighs> yeah. I mean, the Salt Lake panel was just maybe not the best environment for them again. And it's going to be like the same four of them going like, what is Angie going to be making like threats on Meredith's family live on stage? <laughs> 
Yeah, geez. It was that. It was the t-shirt or, or that. <laughs> it was, yeah. It's either I get a t-shirt or I kill your entire family. <laughs> That's just how. Those are the rules. Who can say? Roll, roll the dice, Meredith. I well, but speaking of like Heather Gay, I think is a Heather Gay pays attention to the audience too, and I think that's potentially why she is now made up with Whitney uh, uh, a little bit more. Just thinking about like how Tamara will react in the off season, I think Tamara will not sharpen. I mean, her knives will always be sharp, but I think she'll buddy up with Heather because I think that in the long term gives it a pivot, and then she'll be able to like do the reverse the next season. Yeah, I mean, totally. If she truly feels like they need her. Like they need Heather, it makes sense for her to kind of like ebb and flow a little bit and not just like push, push, push until she decides to leave. God, I truly, I would love just what goes on in Tamara's mind every. And by the way, she isn't she like a CBD billionaire, like her CBD company with Eddie. She's like, she's like, I'm selling not the to, CBD company on, on the B. I think maybe an M. Yeah, she, yeah. There, I did like when she was like, yeah, in a couple of years we'll sell it, do something else, maybe sex toys. I don't know, like <laughs> maybe sex. I love that's a pivot to something. Great job. Maybe maybe sex toys. It's no. never like a foundation, like something that would actually help society. It's. Uh. No offensive sex toy. I think sex toys are amazing. Sex. I, that does help society. I just mean in a different way. No, no, it's like it's not like the the Tamara Judge Foundation. <laughs> exactly. Like Tamara working with underprivileged youths. I'm sure when it comes time, hopefully she'll donate her brain to science. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that needs to be studied. Be studied for years. <laughs> uh well, Ryan, it has truly been a pleasure. Oh man. Uh tell everyone where they can find your podcast and everything else. Uh so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. Proudly presented by Betches Media. We do like a daily podcast there. We talk about all sorts of stuff. Bravo, pop culture, a lot about my personal life, way too much about my personal <laughs> life. And it's just uh, it's just everything. It's a daily show. So I even record like late at night, the intros. So anything even that happens that day, we usually talk about it in the very beginning. And we just have great guests. We had you. We had Gibson Johns, Taylor Lorenz, Sammy Sage. We have Jackie Goldschneider coming on. Uh, I did a lot of interviews with Selling the OC cast members that you'll hear next week. And it's just a dream. Like, guys, Betches is the place to be. This truly has been a magical last two weeks. So if you've listened to my show and Dylan's, thank you so, so much. Wow. Well, thank you, Ryan, so much. Always, uh, yeah, I'll see always you. welcome I'll anytime. see you soon. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen to Tom Sandoval's podcast. <laughs> uh, you, you can follow us on Instagram, at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.